Welcome to the Who Will Tell Your Story, an oral history series for the Community of Northridge Presbyterian Church podcast. I am Savannah Shivers, the pastoral resident here, and I will be your podcast host. This podcast focuses on nine oral histories or life stories of the members of Northridge that centers on one topic, speaking on faith journeys, specifically how faith journeys relate to God's work and members' past and present major life experiences. Everyone's faith journey is different because we are all unique. Some people have steady faith journeys where they always feel close to God, and some people have peaks and valleys in their faith journeys where they sometimes feel close to God and sometimes they do not. There is no right or wrong faith journey. There are just faith journeys. So, over the course of this podcast, we will hear nine different faith stories from nine different individuals. These individuals represent the rich diversity of Northridge members in terms of age, experience, and different identities. I believe that sharing one's faith story serves as a way to connect and get to know each other better and more deeply. It is also a way to help build community by getting to know people and their life stories. After all, the church is a community of unique and diverse people that comes together in fellowship to worship God. We are the church together, so let us learn about each other's life stories. Let's get started. Welcome back to our podcast. Today we are here with Ashley Watson. Ashley, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. So Ashley, I have a question for you. Okay. I was wondering if you could tell me about a pivotal moment or event in your faith journey. Yeah, I guess for me, there's no one clear-cut event. I grew up in Northridge. My parents met here, were married here. I was baptized here, as was my brother. So... Northridge has been incredibly important to my faith journey. I think the first big moment was probably when I was in elementary school and Brent Berry was our associate pastor. And I remember that's still the time where you're struggling to pay attention during the sermons, you know, you're coloring. And I remember he referenced Harry Potter in one of his sermons. And for me, that was something that actually resonated. I could actually connect to and really made me want to pay more attention. So that was the first big thing where I started paying attention to my faith and paying attention in church. Then secondly, I was a youth deacon when I was in high school. And I think I was 15 or 16 and to become a youth deacon, you have to write a statement of faith. But at that point, you know, angsty teenager, I was really questioning a lot about my faith. I think a lot of it was that I was conflating religion with politics. Kind of an icky feeling, honestly, about religion and faith and about sharing religion and faith. Because I associated with people who weren't accepting and caring and loving. But I wrote my statement of faith to basically say, I don't know what I believe, but I'm so thankful that I'm in a church that has given me the opportunity to explore it without judgment. And I remember one of the moms in the room getting emotional when I said that. And that was really cool to me to see that that's 
what parents wanted for their children in their faith experience. And then I think the final big moment was probably going to Davidson College, which is a Presbyterian college. And I still had those feelings about uh, just feeling a little off put it put about going to a school with religious influence and a religious background. But Davidson was the absolute best experience I could have ever hoped for. And though I didn't really attend church or anything while I was at Davidson, I was an active member of the choir there. And in the choir, of course, we sing a lot of sacred music. And a lot of times we sing in the church that's on Davidson's campus. So I got to know some of the congregants at that church and get to sing lessons and carols for them, with them. And all of that was really important in my faith journey. And then when COVID hit and Betsy became our minister, I think that's really when I started having some important conversations about my faith and what faith looked like and the interplay between religion and politics with my parents in particular. A lot of my friends at Davidson were from the Northeast. And so being religious and from Texas in the South, you can just kind of see how people interpret that. And so it was almost a little bit shameful. And one of the things I love about Northridge is we don't really push the stories of the Bible, I guess. You know, it's all about lessons. But I started learning more about the actual life and mission of Jesus. And it made me so angry that for so long I had just believed that loving Jesus or saying that you believe in God or whatever, I had perceived it in such a negative way. You know, I thought it was so naive. I thought it was kind of like toxic, toxic religious culture. But then the more I learned about the way Jesus actually lived his life and how absolutely different that is from toxic religious culture, I was more interested in it. And I think I'll always find religion in more of a historical way. I think that's what really draws me in. I'm really fascinated by the history of religion and comparing different religions. You know, I love taking religious studies classes while at Davidson on Islam and Judaism. But yeah, it's been a journey and it will always be a journey. But I guess I find God in music. That's really where it's always come from and I think always will. But it's been exciting figuring out my faith for me and not how other people perceive faith. I've realized not all churches allow you to question. And so I'm really, really grateful to have that opportunity. I was wondering if you could talk a little about maybe a time where you found God in a particular song, or if you have a favorite hymn or just a little bit about that in general. So there have been a number of songs that I did with my choir at Davidson that were really moving. But I think the most incredible piece of music I did was, it was a beautiful piece of music in its own right, but the context around it and who I was able to perform with was what really made it special. I think it was 2018 or 2019. And it was basically exactly a year to the day of my grandmother's funeral. And my mom and I sang a duet in church. It was so incredibly special. I remember we finished singing and I just like, just my eyes welled up, you know, and I didn't expect to experience that kind of emotion. 
But my grandmother had always been my voice teacher and my mom's voice teacher and had such a love of classical and choral sacred music. So singing that in church was probably the most, yeah, impactful moment I've ever had. You had taken a lot of religious studies classes at Davidson. I was wondering if you could maybe talk about one or something that you learned from one of these classes that was particularly impactful. So I took a course on Islam my senior year and another one also actually while I was abroad in London. And I think the most impactful thing for me was this was the first time I looked at religion in a historical context. You know, I, I'm not a practicing Muslim, so obviously I didn't have much information going into it. So it just made me more curious to learn about Christianity in that same historical context, because every religion is fraught with controversy and beautiful like stories. You know, it's it's got everything because it's been around for generations. But I think it kind of, it just prompted me to look at Christianity a little bit differently from a more of an outsider perspective, instead of my kind of inside the politically entwined bubble that I always associated it with. I'm wondering in what other ways these moments have impacted your sense of self or your identity as Ashley. And kind of finding my own faith and being comfortable talking about faith, I've been able to speak more openly about it to other people as well, which is really fun. And it's great because they are people that, even though they don't have like the same faith identity that I do, they're so proud of all that our church represents and supports. And I think it's so refreshing for a lot of people to hear about a healthy church community and church culture. When I was younger and especially, you know, middle school, high school, and didn't want to go to church, didn't want to go to church. My dad would always emphasize the importance of community. He would always tell me that it didn't matter what I believed, didn't believe, that was fine, you know, but the community at Northridge was such an important thing to have in my life because no matter what, it was a group of people that just wanted to put some good in the world. And that has always stuck with me. Coming back after college, having grown up in the church and then being at Davidson then and then coming back, I'm wondering if your relationship with Northridge has changed. I guess I'm only really kind of just now getting back into it. But I think coming back for the that service Sunday, that was the first time I'd really been back in church, maybe even back in the sanctuary in general. I don't think I'd sat in the sanctuary in years. So that was really special for me. And then to all go and volunteer together and to see that there were hundreds of people from the Northridge community who are all participating in acts of service was wonderful. And then I went with my parents to attend the funeral of Emma's grandmother. Getting to see Emma, someone that I'd grown up with and gone on mission trips with and done youth group with and just reconnect with her was really special because a lot of the people that I grew up with in the church have gone their own ways. 
But now it's cool because I'm finding new people in the church now that I'm technically a young adult, which feels so fake to me. You know, I still feel like I belong in like senior high youth group. But all the like young adult events are so great. Some people have babies, some people are married. And then there's like me and Ellie Johnson and two 25 year olds trying to (laughs) figure out what we're doing. But yeah, so I guess I'm still figuring out my new role in the church and being considered an adult in the church. One of the things that has been hard for me is being treated like an adult in the church in some aspects, but then also having grown up in the church, there's some people that will always see me as a kid at the church. It's an interesting, interesting line to walk. Thinking about your faith journey, all of the experiences that you've shared, I'm wondering if in any ways the things you've learned from these experiences or these experiences have general have impacted the way you live your life now. I hope they've impacted my life. I think one of the big things is it's helped me. I don't judge people as much as I used to. You know, I do have a couple of friends that attend churches like Watermark. And I think high school, middle school, me, early college would have just been appalled. But realizing that everyone has their own faith journey and you can be a good person, a kind person, a compassionate person within whatever faith journey life takes you on has been really important for me. I also do think that just because Northridge is so considerate and involved with the community, it makes me want to be involved with the community. As a kid, I feel like you kind of are the community, if that makes sense. You are so involved in your life in schools, in church, but now it's my chance to give back to this community that raised me. And so it's cool being in law school at SMU because I've so many ties to SMU just from childhood. My dad went there, you know, but becoming a lawyer, it really has shaped what type of person I want to be as a lawyer. I think the legal field can sometimes be a little cutthroat and that's changing, which is really great. I was lucky to work in a firm that had a really healthy culture, really like dedicated to pro bono. But I know no matter what I do, I want to be, I want to have the time and the resources to give back to my community which has been really valuable because I think a lot of people kind of get stuck in early grad school, in law school, just wanting to find like the perfect right job. That's so important, but this has helped me see that it's bigger than that. I will find a job, but that's not the only important thing in my future. Through all of your experiences, you mentioned questioning and how that in a positive light. I'm wondering how questioning and your sense of confidence have impacted your relationship with God. So the first faith state, or statement of faith that we ever have to write is in fifth grade, I think, during confirmation. And I remember spending so much time working on it. But I don't think I actually wrote what I fully believed. I mean, I'm in fifth grade, so how do I really know what I believed? But I wrote exactly what I thought was what everyone wanted to hear. You know, I believe in this, 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 this. So then when I did that second statement of faith to become a youth deacon and actually got to see that people supported me saying that I questioned, because I kind of was nervous about reading that. I knew Northridge was so supportive, but I had never heard an adult read a statement of faith, so... 
I didn't really know how it was going to go over. But to see it welcomed so warmly, I think did make me closer to God because no longer was God this like finite thing that I had to believe in. Instead, it is more like a concept and a sense of how I present myself to the world and what type of person I want to be. Mm. And so, yeah, I don't think I have maybe the same conception of God that I did when I was in fifth grade, but I think I'm closer to my abstract version of God now than I ever was to what I thought was like the right viewpoint or right type of God. And Northridge is always so great about that. We had a class, it was our Sunday school class, and Alex Ash taught it, and it was creation and Genesis at the same time as learning about the Big Bang Theory. So cool. You know, there was never like, one is the correct thing. Can't believe in science. It was like, here are both these stories. Let's put them together. Let's compare. Let's talk about it. That was really important and eye-opening for me to know that God could be science. You know, yeah. there were so many possibilities. Thank you so much. Thank you. For being here today, Ashley, and telling your story. Of course. Thank you.